Yo, 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 welcome to Living for a Living. I don't know what episode this is. I've taken a month off. We're going to get right into it, but before we do, I got to let you know Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sales on the website, 15% off all purchases, free shipping on all purchases. Visit the site www.livingforaliving.live. Man, there's some dope shit on there. And 15% off, I think that's pretty good. Some things I'm probably going to lose money on by that amount. So check it out, and let's get into the episode. Living for a living, baby, how you doing? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, we've taken a break, and the van almost just broke itself. Literally about to step inside here, shut the door, the sliding door, which doesn't work super well, and it literally came off the hinges. Hinges. I don't have a picture because I was too worried <laughs> about fixing it. Someone's walking by as the door is fucking completely off, and I thought, well, fuck, what do I do if I can't fix this? I don't know how I can drive because it was still like semi-attached. I wouldn't be able to drive. I have an appointment tomorrow to get the emergency brake fixed, which uh, is out of commission right now. Luckily, I've done a lot of Google research now, and for all my manual car owners, you're supposed to leave it in gear when you park, no matter what, and they say, like, the gear is actually really the parking brake, and then the emergency brake, or parking brake, some people call it, is really the emergency brake, if the gear would then give out, and I always thought it was, like, the other way around, and I can tell you it's true, because I've parked on a couple of slopes (laughs) with no emergency brake, so... In case of an emergency, there would have been a fucking emergency. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it's it's been about a month since I did the last one. I just haven't, uh, I don't know. I've been in a weird little funk on this trip, I will admit. Kind of being alone, doing my thing, traveling around. And then also the combination of like not having anywhere to steadily charge my stuff, I highly, highly undervalued the ability to charge things. When I left, I thought, oh, I can just, you know, stop into this store and charge for an hour here and there and yada, 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 which is kind of true. But then when you need to use your phone as the GPS at times, that wastes a lot of battery or uses a lot of battery, I should say. And then the computer, so it's it's been a struggle, but I think I've, I've got a spot now figured out, I think for Lisbon, that'll kind of be my home base here in Lisbon. Well, actually I have two. One's a little more central, and actually like, kind of crazily good location in Belay, right next to the water. And if I can park close enough to this cafe... I just went and got a coffee before I recorded this so I could get their Wi-Fi. And 
I'm on like one bar right now and it doesn't really work, but if I can maneuver and park a little bit closer, then I'll also have Wi-Fi then from the van. I'm also I realized, man, I have on the on the on the note of where to charge things and where to connect to Wi-Fi, yada yada. I've been in way too many fucking McDonald's across Europe and I'm so tired of McDonald's, but they don't really bother you. But today, the McDonald's in Europe don't open until 11 a.m., most of them, which makes no sense to me. Because if if you're American, you know you got to get to McDonald's before 10.30 in order to get the breakfast menu. That's the whole point. But out here, it's like, there's no point to getting there early. And so this morning, I was going to go to a McDonald's. Phone was completely dead. It was closed. So, and I looked and I saw, oh, there's a Starbucks nearby and Starbucks is a much better place to do work and be on the computer and charge things and more comfortable seats. And I don't know why I hadn't thought of that. And then the other thing that I told myself before I left this on this trip was go to Ikea because one, the food is cheap as fuck and pretty good. And two, like they want you to be there. So... That'll be as I move forward, but now I also, yesterday or the day before, I went and bought a little like solar panel that can charge into external batteries. So now I have that set up, so at least I'm like, I should be good. I think I've, I haven't fully tested like if I leave it out all day, if it charges both external batteries at the same time, might need to buy an extra external battery. I don't know. This is a... That's like the biggest thing. It's a learn-as-you-go process. And I am learning as I go. That is for sure. That's no doubt. It's been funny to, I think, yeah, been in the car now a little over a month. And when I left, I thought, oh, I got this planned out. So perfect. My cooler the storage here, you know, the storage on this side of the bed, oh, this little fold-out table, cooking, all this shit's going to be so nice and easy. And uh, I've quickly learned, like, I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And so I have this, like, little setup right here, which is nice. It's cool to have this little lunch picnic area. But I spend most of my time now sitting on the cooler, which is right next door to it right next like the coolers right here to my right I don't even know if I'll post this on YouTube I'm pointing on to the camera because again with the Wi-Fi situation posting an hour video I might have to be in Starbucks for literally the whole fucking day so I don't know if that'll happen so if not my Spotify people what's up Henny I know you've been asking for the two hour long one I don't know if it'll be that long. I got it says I got 101 minutes here on the camera. I don't have too much of a plan. I'm going to just kind of free flow. Again, that's been the the theme of this trip is to not have a plan. But then I kind of ran into an issue like wanting if I wanted to meet with people that I know is then you have to plan the meeting and when everyone else has a life and work and 
this and kids and whatever, wife and all the other stuff, it can be a little difficult to plan. And so then I end up either wasting time to wait around for somebody or then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't see somebody or so if... I didn't, if I didn't get you on this trip, I'm sorry, but I was in just kind of a weird mindset at a certain point in the middle of it where I was like, well, I also just wanted to get to Portugal. It was starting to get cold at nights. I don't know what I talked about on last episode. Let's see, last episode I was in, I I hadn't even gotten to Gdansk yet. Yeah, it was like the day before that. So, man, there's, I'm trying to think think back, reflect. It's going to be a story story episode. Uh, but the first thing that I just noticed, I guess maybe I should go in reverse chronological order since maybe that's my memory is serves me better. But, oh, yeah, the door. For a second there, I thought I was fucked with the sliding door. And so now I don't know if I'm going to use the sliding door. I can. I just got to be gentle and maybe not do it from the inside. I don't know. I put a little bit of WD-40 on the hinge (laughs) that came undone. Oh, this one girl was walking by and just like I looked at I like laughed. You know, I don't know what else I can do but laugh. And she didn't give me much response. Seems to be, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. I don't want to blame anything or what. But it just seems like people are just so much more robotic nowadays. And maybe, I don't know if like being in the van and being like this weird foreign looking guy in a weird old car affects other people's perception of me but I I don't even know if that's the the case I'm probably overthinking it I just notice like on the streets especially here in Portugal but also like other places I've been but really a lot here just a lot of like robotronic people just go and you know like npc non-playable characters who are just like you know i want to be altruistic and think of them as like the same as me and maybe that's how i appear to other people i don't know but you just see some people just walking through just like eyes glazed over the the Mask wearing in Portugal is absolutely insane. I was up in Nazaré, which is like famous for the big waves, like a week ago. And we're out on like cliffs, windy, I mean, in nature, social distance to the max. And there's just people out there with a mask on and they're probably vaccinated too because Portugal also has like the highest vaccination rate in Europe I think it's close to 90% they have some of the lowest cases lowest death numbers all those things 
it's like one of the few places where vaccination is like correlating with less cases and stuff because I know in Los Angeles, Israel, you know, I guess I'm probably picking and choosing specific ones. I'm sure there's other ones besides Portugal. But I've heard that, and again, this is all just what I hear, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I hear, like, Israel's getting ready to implement a fourth shot. And we, not we all knew, but anybody could who could see the writing on the wall, if you listen to me, then you probably share some similar ideas that I do regards to what's going on. And you just knew... It wasn't going to stop with two. It's just the the logic. Um, I hate I hate that I started with this. I know. I'm sorry. It's just something that comes across. And it's just so weird to me because it seems to me like some people, I, I had dinner with a friend the other night that like we talked and we talked just about life and what we're going through and different things and past relationships and all these different things that were just like on the same page with everything. Like really, you know, I would say he gets it. And then somehow, of course, you get on the topic. It's the hardest thing about all this shit is it's like almost impossible to not talk about it. You know, it's like this thing that's just in everybody's mind, including myself. And it's hard to have a conversation, especially with a a person you haven't seen in a while or a stranger, an extended conversation where you don't end up talking about it. And then, I don't know, energetically speaking, that just has to continually fuel the fire. But somehow it came up. And talking about his company's policies and this and a dinner and that. And just like, I don't know the exact, you know, but I forget the exact wording. But it was just like, if, you know, if you're dumb enough to not get vaccinated or something, then that's your choice. But you should, you know, it's just like this weird, weird thing. I don't know. And, and I just, uh, I just let him talk because, and if there's one thing I'm trying to do now is I'm not trying to change anybody's mind on anything. Cause that is a waste of energy. People have their minds made up, including myself. You know, I'd like to stay informed and be open to changing my mind. If it, you know, if what I believe the facts present themselves as. But I think there's a lot of people that just, they don't even want that. And that's okay. That's fine. But, so I'm going to stop, stop trying. I realized, you know, I was like today and the other day I was like scrolling back, looking through my Instagram. And, because I've also, this whole, for whatever reason, I don't, maybe because I feel a little bit in like a funk. And I can't exactly pinpoint what it is, to be honest. When I, when I find out, I'll let you know. But I was re- looking back at, at old Instagram stuff. And, you know, I used to fucking post a diary for a comment or a caption. And now I really don't do that anymore. But I can also remember, like, back then, um, I really thought, like, I could change somebody. 
and I could really affect someone. And maybe I'm being uh, pessimistic or negative or something right now and thinking, like, I can't. And so it's like I don't even I, – I also think I've, I'm finding some kind of solitude or comfort in not people not knowing everything about me or about what I'm thinking. You know, I used to be like super open with all that and I think it's like good to a certain degree. But I've also now been kind of doing this thing where like, all right, let me let me get a little silent and kind of find out like who really gives a fuck. You know, it's I guess I'm not testing anybody specifically or anything. It's just a an experiment I'm doing in my own mind. And maybe part of the reason I'm in a little funk is like, for the most part, I feel like people don't give a fuck. And I'm not trying to be a victim here or like, woe is me or anything, because that makes sense. Because ultimately, that's kind of what I believe. Uh, you know, I've, I've had some other discussions with people about what, of course, the the vaccine and stuff. And I say, Oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not and it's like, well, for the greater good, and you got to do it for the greater good. And my quote is, man, the greater good does not give a fuck about me. I don't, you know, like, and so the, the, what I'm saying, I guess it all makes sense. You're being my psychologist right now, psychiatrist that, uh, it doesn't seem it's just like so everything's so paradoxical and like ironic it seems nowadays that you know it's oh we have to do it for our neighbor we have to help our neighbor out and get the vaccine for somebody else and for this person and that person meanwhile people don't fucking talk to their neighbors people don't like their neighbors but you need to do it for them and i saw a funny tweet not it was a serious tweet but it was funny to me that in Ireland, I guess they're imposing curfews now, even though 93% of people are vaccinated there. And they've changed the, the wording of it. Is It's like, well, if you won't do it for your other human, do it for yourself. You know, they're like trying to appeal to the quote-unquote selfish person who doesn't want to get it. And it's just funny how the goalposts and everything continually change. <laughs> yeah, what... There's a whole drama with Aaron Rodgers. Man, yeah, it's been a while since I fucking got on here and talked, huh? Boy. But that's that's not what I wanna I wanna talk about this whole thing. It's just it has been interesting to see driving through I think ten countries, nine countries, let's see, Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Czech Republic, Germany, France, Spain, and now Portugal. So yeah, 10, 10 countries and just seeing the different rules in the different places, you know, some do vax pass, some and masks are, you know, super strict. Some don't give a fuck. Like Poland did not give a fuck about anything. <laughs> I was talking with, I ended up meeting this, uh, this couple from Denmark that was, these two girls that were a couple 
lesbians. That's what they're called. Um, and, well, I guess I'll tell the story. Well, uh, I guess, let's see. Yeah, so I I was in Spain in this parking lot, and I woke up, and, like, when I had gotten home the night before, I had seen this really cool old Mercedes van next to me, like, kind of a bus like me. And I was like, damn, that's sick. And I literally took a picture of it that night. And so then the next morning I get out, and there's, like, a dog outside of it and a cute girl like is like walking the dog or doing something outside and, oh hey what's up and the thing with van life is it's a lot of i've noticed so far it's a lot of couples or like two people together it's not a ton of single people at least that i've met or ran into and so immediately i see the one girl and i think hmm like i wonder what the guy looks like you know, because I just assume that it's a, she's it's a couple, and so I go back in my van and do a little some I don't know start making coffee, and then I have to go throw something away I don't know I'm probably just going outside to try and see her again, and uh, like so you hear someone else talking from the van and it's another girl's voice and like I don't know how it came up. But she kind of poked, she was like, you know, you want some coffee? I was like, oh, I'm making my own coffee, but um, I'll I'll come drink it with you guys if, if you don't mind. Okay, cool. I go back to my van to get my coffee. I'm like, another hot girl. It's like, oh, well, you know, like how your mind plays things. Uh, they're, they're probably just friends, you know, that's, that's all, that's all they are. It's what your mind wants to believe. And so then go in there, and they had one of the coolest vans I've been in. They had a wood, little wood stove in the van with, like, a chimney going out of the van. And so they could, like, warm the van up for one and then cook or boil water and cook coffee and cook anything on the stove also. And we get get in there, we start talking, and find come to find out they had been in they had shipped their van they were like true fucking van lifers they had shipped their van to canada and then drove from canada to like i don't know argentina or at least guatemala like all through mexico and i was like damn i was like they must be really good friends you know and then by this point i'm like yeah they're they're probably more than friends you know <laughs> they have two dogs i'm like yeah maybe maybe that's uh <laughs> that's not exactly uh, yeah yeah no they're probably and so now it's a it's a, a different but it was like so pleasant to talk to them i forget what my initial point oh yeah my whole point of poland doesn't give a fuck and so we're talking, I said all the different places. They were from uh, Netherlands. There's a lot, of, a lot of Danish and a lot of Dutch people in the van life community, I've noticed. And I say, yeah, like, we're talking about different COVID stuff. And I say, yeah, Poland doesn't give a fuck. And they're like, well, yeah, they don't give a fuck about a lot of things, like equal rights. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. But again, it's like 
you know, I lived in Poland for two years and I know and have gay Polish friends from when I lived there. And I mean, maybe the, the headlines get those kind of things and you see a, a racist or a homophobic rally. You know, my buddy sent me a clip from Poland that was like, people burning the Torah or like in like saying death to Jew, you know, like death to Jews in a group of like a hundred or something. And like, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not saying that's fake, but I, you know, I went back, I said, bro, for the most part, like, I think Poland's pretty chill. You know, I, I've had, I, I think before I've said, you know, I've had a teammate in Poland that was like outwardly racist, but he was just dumb. And he was ignorant. And I, you know, I like confronted him on it. I was like, what? You've had black teammates that you have friends with and you have pictures with on Facebook. He's like, well, yeah, I like them. He's like, just, it's the ones I don't know I don't like. And I'm like, well, that's the, you know, most ignorant thing I've ever fucking heard. But it's, it's because of the TV and the media and the newspapers and making it be a certain way. And so same kind of thing. Like, you know, I'm not excusing like racism or homophobia or anything like that. But it's like someone that like that couple that I don't think they'd ever been there. I was like, well, I think if you guys went, you'd be like definitely surprised on, at least in my experiences, what I've seen as tolerance, you know, and compared with probably some other places like, uh, in Latin America, you know, that they were telling me about firsthand. <laughs> and so, yeah, but meet, meeting them was cool. They had two cute dogs. And then while we were having coffee, this Taiwanese girl, like, kind of poked her head in the van and was like, hi. We're like, hey. And she only had her bike. And she had shipped her bike from, like, Taiwan to Paris and was biking around Europe. And I mean a bicycle. And so she ended up having coffee with us for a little bit. And that was a trip because, you know, I think in most circles and most conversations that I have, I'm considered the one that's a little out there. And people are like, well, how would you, you know, what if the car breaks down? And what if this? And how can you do that? And don't you, you know, all these questions about like the lifestyle and ideas behind it. And that was refreshing because with her, I felt like the normal one. And I that doesn't happen too often with me. And I'm just thinking to myself, this, this girl is crazy. Biking around Europe, like being from Asia. And like, yeah, sometimes I just sleep in a tent or there's this app that you can get a, a warm shower and sometimes stay at somebody's house. I was like, Jesus Christ. And speaking of warm showers, that's another thing that's uh, become quite the commodity. And I knew it would. And I was kind of preparing myself before I left that I probably wasn't showering incredibly regularly my last like month in Finland. I don't know if it was out of laziness or I don't, I don't know what. But yeah, the warm shower thing is a, uh, the couple times I was gonna go shower at like a beach, cause you know, there's like little showers at beaches. 
it was so fucking windy and got so cold as soon as I like grabbed the towel and was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so I still have yet to have an outdoor shower. I think my last shower now today is Monday. I think my last shower was, I don't know. Thursday or Friday. So like the weekend. Yeah, maybe Thursday. I don't know. Luckily, I, I do have friends around here that if I do, when I, when it really comes to it, I have, I can, I can do it and I can get one. But yesterday I, <laughs> the other thing, the other van life <laughs> learning experience is doing dishes. I don't have uh, running water in the van. And from everything I'd heard and read and stuff on the internet and YouTube, a lot of people said like running water was something that they could have done without pretty easily. So I said, okay, well, then that's, I agree. I don't know what I'm agreeing to, but I agree. And I will, it, it's not super important, but then for doing dishes, like, I guess I just haven't gotten my system down pat yet. And so this, I have two places now I've stayed in Lisbon overnight, uh, here down by the water and then up kind of in the forest at this like trailhead parking lot. And down here is like more central and there's like more people around and it's by the water, which is nice. But then up there it's like super quiet and nobody's really around. And then down here there's no like real services and up there there's like a bathroom and uh, like a water fountain and so I was doing, although maybe I got to look in the bath. I haven't even looked in the bathroom yet. But I was doing my dishes in a water fountain. And the water fountain also had like a little spout and a bowl for a dog uh, bowl for water. And I learned pretty quickly that if the water pressure for the dog bowl was fucking way harder than the uh, water fountain... So I'm literally doing dishes in a dog bowl spout and it started raining so fucking hard, like crazy. The, some of the biggest raindrops I've ever seen in my life, not exaggerating. And at first it like started and I'm thinking, well, maybe I should, you know, go in. And then I start to get wet and I'm like, well, I also haven't showered in a while, so this moisture doesn't feel so bad you know at least getting some of that surface dirt off of me so I finished up my dishes and went back to the the van and something I I didn't think about was then I'd need my clothes to dry which by is taking forever I've had this sweatshirt hanging outside for like two days now but that that was a like a a funny moment where um I don't know I think I've just been in my mind a lot lately or I I know I have been and constantly you know I guess it's a little bit of the like fear of the unknown and being uncertain which I definitely needed because you know the like, Finland life is good there and super comfortable and relatively easy 
obviously, yeah, the winter is pretty terrible. But in terms of, of services and housing and, and life working in a, a manner that's simple, it's great. And so I realized as I've been moving around, especially since I got here back here to Portugal, was like I was becoming a little comfortable and a little Finnish in certain ways. You know, it's they say in Finland there's no such thing as an awkward silence because that's just kind of the norm. And I notice it so much like when I'm meeting new people or whatever. Or if I don't have anything to say, I'm cool with just sitting there. And just, yeah, okay. And I can feel them then wanting to get some noise in the air. And it's just ironic to me. And then, like, you know, the, th- the thing I've missed most about Portugal since returning, and something I kind of just forgot, well, a couple things. But the first is just strangers smiling and laughing with each other and saying hello to you on the street is I just, you know, it might seem so small and minute, but fuck, I miss that, man. One of my first nights, I mean, I've gotten lucky in this trip, like, this trip has been interesting, like I said, because it's kind of... It's been eye-opening. It's kind of like I felt like some of the people that I could... I was, like, excited to see... Well, I don't know how to exactly put this. Or, like, some of the people that I felt like I could count on... In a way of, like, let me down. And then... But then on the flip side is some people, like, random people have like stepped up and been there. And so one of them was uh, this guy, Nunu, who up north, we've only really played against each other in football and we've talked a little business and other stuff with football throughout the years. And I was getting close to where he lived or where I thought he lived and I'm my uh, brakes were struggling. It was the very beginning of the park, the emergency break breaking. <laughs> And I messaged him. I said, hey, man, do you know a good mechanic? Oh, yeah. Just come on by. And we'll, we'll, we'll go there together. And Have you ate lunch? I said, no, not yet. Okay, well, yeah, just come by. We'll go get lunch. So I think, like, we're just going to go out to a restaurant or whatever. He said, yeah, no, here, come on up. Here. And we go up and walk in the door. And it's his mom, his dad, his sister, brother-in-law. And have a nice old Portuguese family lunch which was nice. And then we go to the, the mechanic and I told the mechanic, I said, you know, there's some noise being made. They checked the brakes. They said, no, the brakes are good. They're fine. It could be the, uh, brake fluid. So I said, okay, let's change it. They said, it's going to be 20 bucks. I said, all right, let's change that. I don't even know if they fucking changed it. And then as soon as I got done with, and so then while we waited for them to do that, Nunu was like, all right, we go back to my place. We get there. He's like, hey, I got an extra bedroom if you want to stick around for a few days. And I was like, you know, I don't 
really know, you know, and I was like, well, all right, cool, yeah, for sure. I'd like to chill for a little while. He ends up living like a block away from the beach in a nice little chill area, easy parking. So, like, you know, that that was awesome. And that was great. And I'm super thankful for that. But it was just like, that's not, when I left Finland, that was like not anything I had expected to happen. I'm going to get some juice. Yeah, I don't know. I think, honestly, I just don't have a lot of faith in people right now, to be 100% honest. And partially because of, you know, things I see and what's going on and just seeing some people that I, you know, really, really respect and value their opinion and think incredibly highly of being intelligent and centered and and free thinking and all these things it's been just sad to see how many people have like bought into the propaganda and bought into what's going on and like not only bought into it but are like paying full price for a seat at the table of manipulation. And so that, I guess in a way, I don't, I don't have a lot of hope and not necessarily for my, it's not for myself. It's just for the world moving forward. And hope is like the most powerful fucking thing there is. And having no hope is super fucking dangerous. You know, I've, I know this, there's that experiment with the rats where they put rats in a, in water and like let them drown. And then after about seven to eight minutes, most of them drown. So right as they're about to drown, they take them out of the water and then put them back in, let them, let them like recover. And then they put them back in the water and you'd think, okay, they'd drown again in seven or eight minutes, right? No. The rats then would swim for another like two hours because in their mind, they thought someone was going to save them. They had hope. And so like right now, man, I just, I hate to say it, you know, but it's fucking what I'm thinking is I just don't have a lot of fucking hope seeing, I mean, Portugal is a great country. You know, I, if you listen, I always talk very highly of my time here in Portugal, and it was very great. But man, the the percentage of robots here seem to be incredibly high. And that's something I've, I've noticed since, you know, obviously I haven't gone through every country and seen everyone and all that shit. But it seems that there's a very big correlation with countries that have had a past or recent history of 
like dictatorship or authoritarian rule and then the way that they respond to the rules that are set in place whether it be lockdowns or vax mandates or masks or anything and it's not like direct correlation you know like poland well i don't know poland's actually been free for a long time now that i think about it but like czech republic for instance it hasn't been it was like 60 i want to say 67 fuck i wish my internet worked so i can look it up 60 because yeah i mean it used to be part of czechoslovakia And then, yeah, that whole, like, Soviet thing. You know, I think, I want to say Czech Republic was, like, 67 or something, 68, when they, like, got their independence. And it might have been later, actually. And in Czech, it wasn't like people were, like, crazy about everything. But it was like they were just following the rules. Okay. uh, You have to, you know, you have to show the pass. And I have to do it. And, damn. Although I had a girl in one of the restaurants that I went in, she just said, hey, I'm obliged to ask you if you're vaccinated or, or have a negative test. She goes, I don't, I don't want, I don't, you don't have to show me, but I have to ask. I said, oh, okay. And so I don't know if the rules in check are, then if the police came, (coughs) the person who's in there without it would get in trouble or if the business i i don't know i didn't care to look that much but it it was it was there it felt like you know and one of my buddies there is a cop you know and he's having to enforce some of these things and he thinks it's all bullshit too you know but then it's just a dangerous fucking slope man of like well i'm just doing my job you know, and I talked to him about it, and he's like, yeah, I know, man, but, like, I need money. It's like, I, I get it. I get it. But in Czech, it didn't seem so much like uh, people were, like, really actually cared about it, like COVID. It was just they cared, they were following the protocol. And the system and this thing said, okay, we do it like this, which is just as dangerous. Because that's how some crazy shit has happened in the past. But here in Portugal, it feels much more like people are fearful and people are scared. And I'm sure the the, the news here, I mean, I think it's it's built into a Portuguese person to like be very worried and very pessimistic and and slightly defeatist from what I hear from Portuguese friends, you know, speaking stereotypically. And so, like, I had, I've had two people, because, I mean, I went into Ikea up north in Portugal with no mask on. So I hate wearing the fucking mask, I'm not going to lie. And it, I mean... If if you wore a new mask every single fucking time that you wore one, I, I think it'd probably help. But I bet 95% or 99.98% of people aren't doing that. And so, man, never do I feel more healthy than when I have 
a mask that's been in my pocket for the last week on my face, breathing in that. You know, that's that's when I feel the most healthy in my life. And so I wear that motherfucker under my nose. It's okay, I'll play ball, but fuck you. And But first, up north, I went into Ikea without one, and I'm literally the only person in there. And I got, like, halfway through the store. I had all my stuff I needed to buy. And the guy was like, hey, man, you need a mask. I was like, I'm sorry, bro. I forgot it in the car. I'm just going to pay and leave. Okay, okay, no worries. Well, And, like, <laughs> the one dude, as I was paying at the self-checkout, I had to, like, sign, so I needed a guy to come over. And he's like, dude, you got you to gotta have a mask on. I was like, I know, bro. I'm sorry. I forgot it in the car. I'm leaving. I just had to come and get this real quick. I'm leaving. He's like, all right, well, good luck getting by security. <laughs> you know, like, he didn't care really either. Just, again, part of the job. And, again, that's just what's so fucking strange with all this is no one really cares. It doesn't seem like from the health standpoint. It's just the protocol. It's just the system. But then on the flip side, I, I I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself, is here it seems like people do care. Because I was in the elevator and I had a la- random lady tell me, ask me to, or tell me, put my thing above my nose. And you know how like you always, you always think of the good shit to say after the the moment's gone and Oh, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself for not, for kind of missing an opportunity to like, it's not like I want to give too much attitude, but I don't, you know, in, in, when I get to speak Portuguese, like I'm normally just friendly and like nice and, you know, it's a good conversation. And again, I don't want conflict, but it would have been just good practice and something new. And I just wanted, wanted to be like fucking KNS, like who, who are you? You know, I don't even, I guess I got to learn how to say, like, worry about yourself. Preoccupa, preoccupa sobre tu. I don't know. Because, ugh. And I, I've, that's happened twice now in Portugal. And so, I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm, because of that and some of, again, the, like, roboticness of people, it's, I went from like, and I think like you, I'm reading the book, The Power of Now right now, also still reading How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World, and then I also started a new book too called uh, The Theory of Things or something, it's actually a cool book, and so much of our lives in The Power of Now, they talk about that we are like either reliving the past and thinking about the past and either being happy about that or sad about it or then we're preoccupied with worrying about the future and therefore we forget to actually be here in the now a lot of the time and i am like incredibly fucking guilty of that you know i've said countless times whether it's just human nature and then also like from the football side of things and coaching and being quarterback where you analyze how it went last time in order to change for the, and then you're thinking about how it's going to go in the future and you get so caught up in watching film of the past and then game planning for the future 
that right now gets lost at times. And so, you know, I think I've, I've probably over-romanticized my time here in Portugal when I was here, you know, because looking back, I mean, I, I still just have nothing but good memories in my mind. But I think that's just how, I don't know, I guess I don't look back at anywhere I've like really lived and really think too negative. Even like North Dakota and places, Vasa, where like things didn't work out. I, c- I can look back, I remember the good shit more than I do remember the bad shit. But that kind of like... I don't know if it like fucks you up in a little bit because then it creates this expectation of when you go back and I, the first week, well, getting back in Lisbon, I'd been a little disappointed. Things are changing. I sound like an old man. I first went to my like favorite viewpoint spot called Panoramico do Monsanto and it's like a old abandoned restaurant building hella graffiti all over it and when I lived here back in my day it was illegal to go into it was all fenced off there was a hole in the fence but it was still illegal sometimes the cops would come they'd tell you to leave and you know it was kind of dangerous broken glass everywhere I'm sure some needle you know like actually I don't think too many drug addicts went up there that's quite a hike to get up there um but then there'd be I've had, there's been some parties up there and it was fun. And now, I mean, the last time I was here two years ago, like they were slowly, like it was cleaned up and it would be like open to the public and then they'd actually close it, close it. But now even more so two years later, it's like super cleaned up. You can't go to certain parts in it anymore. And like the top section was like the coolest fucking thing where it's like a 360 kind of tower that you can see everything all of Lisbon all across the 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 river and that's not there anymore it can't even go down to the basement anymore either and so it was just like I was just as soon as I got there I got slapped in the face like times are a change in motherfucker and you know, the the past relationships, the past friendships, the past whatever they were, like, they were great. But that's how they were. You know, and I think partly in my mind, and maybe this again is like why a little bit like disappointed at times, is like thinking, oh, when I return to a place that I used to live or have been before, it's going to be exactly like it was when I was there last. And the people are going to be similar and treat me the same or, or, you know, whatever it may be. When in reality, that's kind of like naive to think because I'm not the same as I was the last time I was there. So then to expect it to be the same would be different also. Yeah, and then the second thing I noticed when I got back to Portugal was I went to 
It's kind of like the Portuguese Starbucks, a pararia portuguesa. And when I lived here again four or five years ago, you could get the breakfast menu, which was fresh orange juice, like a croissant or like a small little sandwich kind of thing, and a coffee for two euros and 50 cents. And now the breakfast menu is three euros and 50 cents. And I was like, boy, times are a-changing. But then on the flip side, some things don't change. I went to my cafe. Uh, yeah, I went to my cafe that in my, it was, ah, uh, that was actually great. When I, the second year I lived here, part of the reason I loved it so much was I was like truly a part of the neighborhood. I had a cafe I'd go to where only spoke Portuguese there. Sanjuk had his restaurant right down the street. Um, oh, I saw Sanjuk. He was like the first guy I saw too. I'll talk about that. And then there was another like corner store owned by Nepalese guys that I was all friends with. And that's where I'd like buy my fruit and my vegetables and stuff and my wine. And so I did kind of like a neighborhood. The first day I did like all the the first year things that I did, kind of touristy things. I went to the Panoramico, and then I also went to this other viewpoint called Adamestor, which is like, it used to be like the kind of eclectic hippies hangout where there'd always be people drinking and smoking and someone playing music to sunset. And it's still kind of like that, but they built like a four or five star hotel right next to it. And so it's just kind of lost a little bit of its like grunginess. It's like true character. And so after those, and then, and then I went to Paradilla Portuguesa. And so like those three things, like back to back to back, I was like, fuck, this ain't the same Lisbon, man. But then the next day I did my like old neighborhood, my second year life thing. And that was pretty fucking much the same. Although Sanjuk doesn't have his restaurant there anymore, which kind of sucks. But I went to the cafe, spoke some Portuguese, talked some shit, you know, with people walking in. It's like the ultimate kind of local cafe. And the guy who works there, Antonio, he, I don't know what the nice way to, he's probably like 45, 50 years old. And like... Basically, like, any time a cute girl would come in, like, his demeanor kind of all switches up. Like, he gets, like, real sweet and, like, not f- not flirty in a creepy way or anything, but just, like, talks nicely. And so, we're talking, and I was explaining, yeah, some things are different here and blah, blah, blah. And then this cute girl comes in, like, asks him for directions somewhere. Or, no, 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 that comes in and, like she must come in often because he knew what she wanted and so he asks her oh you want this and this and she goes oh, yes and he's like all happy you know and she's like happy she, he remembers her order and he's happy that she's happy and so he like turns and like I think he had to grab a yogurt or something and so he has to turn and like face away from her but now he's facing me and he just looks at me and just winks real quick and like that was just how it was and so he left or when she left I just looked at him and I said ah 
algumas coisas nunca mudam. But some things never change in Portuguese. And <laughs> he laughed, I laughed. But then again, same kind of thing. At a certain point, he asked me about vaccination. And it was like, as soon as I said, no, I don't have it, he like didn't really want to talk to me that much anymore. Kind of. Maybe maybe I read into it wrong, but that's just kind of the impression I got. Ooh, dope Volkswagen just pulled up from Germany. Nice. That's a fun thing to see all the different cars and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Lisbon, I think now that I got my spot down here for being in Lisbon, my two spots that are, like, good location, this one is, like, uh, like one stop on the train into downtown. The other one would be, like, four or five stops from, like, a 10, 15-minute walk on the metro. Because that's kind of, like, the stressful part about all this shit, the van stuff that I... You don't realize until you're doing it. Because let me tell you, Instagram, I knew this before it, but now I really know. Boy, does Instagram romanticize van life to the maximum. And maybe some of these people live like this. I I don't know how it's possible. But I, you know, on... on I've I've created a fuck I kind of hate myself for this but in, <laughs> I'm just completely contradicting myself continuously. You know, I say, well, I want to get rid of I I want to get off social media, I want to move away from it. Yet here I go and create like an account for the van. But to be fair, it's because of the, I wanted to make sure I got the name for when I do want to get back into social media because I've I've named the van Oli O-L-Y. I think, yeah, I, I mentioned this last episode. And it's a non-binary van. Sometimes it's a he, sometimes it's a she, sometimes it's an it, sometimes it's a they. Z's or uh, Q, Clur, Kitten, whatever. But on that account, I, like, try, I only do, I follow van life stuff. And I guess it's kind of a way to, like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, man. Don't listen to me. And, uh, but I've seen a few, a few people I follow there that are like Instagram influencer van life people. And that's cool. I'm like happy that they can do that. But I'll see a video every now and then, you know, like a, or a TikTok like real where like a girl, you know, gets into the van and the van is like completely, perfectly fucking clean not not a spot not not anything on the on the drawers or the on the countertops just perfectly made bed perfect fucking everything and then she'll you know like get in and eat this like meal that is just perfect and i'm just like oh and you know like look then like looks to the sunset behind you know with the door open and i'm like oh you fucking liars, you know, like, and I, I knew that before, but it just, <laughs> just seeing some of those, I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, 
I can't. It's it's like hard to believe in a way. Oh, is that a? Oh no, it's a T three. Um, yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But I've learned for me, van life is just a lot about moving shit around and misplacing where you put things. And maybe I'll get better with like organization of stuff. And I need to get like a little more shelves or drawers or something like I bought some shelves in Ikea when I was in there and some things to like hang stuff. But I need a drill in order to do it. So I got to borrow that from somebody. But man, social media makes van life. And so, I mean, the the reason I said that was like part of the difficulty in it, especially Portugal, because they've changed the laws, I guess, here in Portugal, where like, you, it, like camping in the car isn't allowed in a lot of places. Like they're trying to be capitalistic in a way and make it so you only can go to like camper places where they can get your money. You know, you have to pay five, ten bucks a night or whatever. So finding like free parking lots to stay in is tough and is a little bit stressful. So luckily I've found these two spots and then where I stayed in Nazaré was fucking dope. It was like up on the top area, like top cliff, like a 15 minute walk down to where the big waves were. And then I also, another night I stayed in Paniche, which is a cool place but the vibe was just so strange it's like there's like no portuguese people there it's like all foreign people and i stayed in a really cool parking lot that had you know some really dope van every like ultimate van life thing but i kind of like like i don't want to be a van life guy i don't know you know i just want to be a guy that fucking lives in the van you know what i'm saying like the van life thing to me, and maybe this is a, a, I'm projecting this, you know, but from what I see in, on Instagram and then some, some of the people I meet, it's like, it's like, there's like a, just a little bit of phoniness to it. And I, I don't want that and I don't want to be that. And maybe, again, maybe that's how I'm feeling. And so that's what I'm seeing. You know, it very well could be. But that, the, I don't know. Sometime, like, I've met some really cool van life people, for lack of a better word, vanners. And then I you meet some and you're just like, oh, there's like... I don't know. I want, the one thing I will say is and again i'm probably projecting here the van life people in one way or another everyone's like missing something i think everyone's searching for something to its to a certain degree and i know we all kind of are and in a way it's like brave and courageous i think of the van people because they're like fuck it i'm gonna go find that shit but i just noticed like and again, maybe it's how I'm feeling, and so I'm projecting and seeing it. I know I said that like five times. But there's just something missing. We're searching for something. 
Who knows if we'll find it. The other thing that I forgot about Portugal is like every girl has a fat ass here. Holy fuck. Yeah. I don't have too much more to say after that, but boy. Although, and then I guess I, I, I do have a story to tell. That <sighs> pretty funny one, actually. Is on Halloween, I um, was in Poznan, Poland. It's actually a pretty cool city. I'd definitely like to go back there at some point. And I was kind of tired, but I'm like, man, it's Halloween. Let's let's go out. And pretty much every night I've gone out, yeah, because I had the party night in Estonia. I had the night in Lithuania, in Poland, in Poznan, in Chalon, France, San Sebastian, Spain. And I haven't had much of a crazy night in Portugal yet, but in Poland, Halloween, I'm like, fuck it, all right, I'm going to go out, I go to this bar, seems kind of like the cool, hip bar, and I'm just sitting there having a beer at a table, and this really hot girl comes up to me and is like, uh, in like shitty English, it's like, you, you want to smoke a cigarette? And I think like her English is bad. So she's just asking me for a cigarette. I say, yeah, sure. No problem. Here, you can have one. She's like, no, no, no. We go smoke together outside. And I'm like, what? I mean, this girl is like Instagram model. Fucking probably. I think she said she was 20 years old. I'm like, why, you know, uh, listen, I know I'm fucking pretty dope, but it just, I didn't expect that. So, all right. Yeah, sure. Go out. I was going to go smoke one anyway. Go out talking a little bit. Her English is bad. She's using Google translate to like talk and she's like funny and obviously good looking. And so like, "Um, okay. Yeah. She's, Oh, we're going to the club later. Me and my friends. Do you want to come? I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. You know, like, I'm down for a little Halloween club Poland. Like, when I lived in Poland, I never went to the club because I hardly ever drank. So, yeah, sure. And obviously, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie and say this cute girl isn't, like, a reason to go to. But, you know, in my mind, I'm, like, not thinking, like, anything's... I'm. Maybe I'm defending myself, but deep down, I really don't think anything. I just am like, it's going for the experience. So, all right, we go. And, and I can tell right away, like on our way that like, she's just using me to try and make someone jealous. And so I understand the assignment from the beginning, you know, like I know she's, you know, cause her friend had like a boy that she was with. So it's like, I knew like she wasn't interested. I knew it wasn't going anywhere, but 
I'm just going along for the ride. And because as we're walking there, she's like putting me on her story. Here, ta- here, put your put your tag thing. Okay. And so I can just tell she's trying to make somebody jealous. So we get to this club and it's like a fucking, it felt like rush hour two. I don't know why, but I, I think in rush hour two, there's like a crazy club party kind of thing that they're at. Felt like that. Like, I mean, lights, ceiling, thing, uh, big, like, four-story, three-story club. And she, at this point, like, seems kind of into me. And again, I'm like, okay, you know, like, I can feel just something's up. But part of me is like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking cool. (laughs) You know, like, I got this. And... At some point in the night, maybe one in the morning or so, this one dude walks in, and I think this dude was famous or something. I don't know. I don't know what this guy's deal was. He just had a thing, or at least he was famous in this club, because it seemed just like people knew who the fuck this dude was. And as soon as he got there... This girl who was like giving me a lot of attention dropped me like I was so hot and I did not exist anymore. And like I said, I kind of had that expectation going in. It also definitely hurt my feelings a little bit, (laughs) but like... I was cool with it, you know, like no hard feelings. I knew like I was a pawn in this like fucking hot girls game of life. And I was grateful that I went, ended up going to this club because it was just a, it was a fun night. And so, you know, I'm, I'm like hanging around. And so I'm getting ready to leave. And again, I'm, I told her, I was like, listen, like she's like thinking I'm mad. And she's also drunk. I'm pretty sure this, her and this dude are like doing blow in the bathroom. You know, I think, hey, all power to her. And she's like, I think she thinks I'm mad at her for ditching me, which I'm really not. You know, I, like I said, might have hurt my feelings a little bit, but I, I get it. The problem was when we came together, there's a coat check and we checked our coats together. Which is a mistake, number one, by me. I should have read the read the defense. I, I should have seen that one. And so at this point, like, she's fucked up, coked out. And I keep trying to go up to her like, hey, I want to leave. Can I get the ticket? Can I go get my coat? I'll bring you the ticket back. And she, she, again, she doesn't really speak fucking good English. So this is not super easy to do. And then after a certain point, like this dude who, oh yeah, I don't even explain the dude yet. This dude looks like a fucking extra from Jersey Shore. Yoked up, fucking stupid tatted up neck, I think face tattoos, zero lower body, you know. Fucking gym tan laundry dude to the maximum. Pretty good looking dude, I think, though. And so he's starting to get pissed that I keep what appears to be bothering her. And like, and so 
he says something to me and I'm, you know, I try to explain to him like, and he doesn't speak English and he's like, nah, look. and so I'm like, fuck dude, I don't want to get beat up, but I really like this jacket. You know, I really want my jacket back. So I'm like, fuck, okay, how can I do this? So I get out Google translator on my phone and I type in, Hey bro. Maybe this is a bitch move by me. Side note, I don't know. But again, I'm not trying to get beat up by fucking Ronnie Jr. from Poland Shores, okay? I say, hey, bro, don't want any issues. I have my coat is with hers at the coat check. I just want to go home. And so, you know, I just, I want to get my coat and go home. (laughs) I go up, tap him on the shoulder show him the fucking message he reads it oh okay cool yeah you know no problem so then i tell her like oh i fucking it's good let me get the fucking ticket she can't find it she's searching through her purse and now i'm like she's like here look in my purse and so now i look like some fucking weirdo searching through her fucking purse and then at this point now the guy's kind of like well dude what the fuck bro you know and i'm like dude you know, can't find it. So I'm like, fuck dude. Like I want this jacket. So, and now it's like three in the morning, four in the morning. I'm like, I want to go home. And by home, I mean the van. So I walk down to the coat check and I plead my case. And I tell him, <laughs> I tell, tell him a lie. <laughs> I say, Hey bro, my girlfriend that I came with got really fucked up. And she had to leave, and she has the ticket in her pocket. Like, I can tell you what's on it. Can I please get it? And at first, it was like they were kind of going to let me, and then the guy next to me, like, ends up kind of saying some same shit and going back and getting it himself. And so I'm like, okay, like, I'm about to do that. And then all of a sudden, they just ignore me. And I'm like, hey, uh, what's up? Like, ignoring me. I'm like, let me... And so then I go up to this bouncer guy who's at kind of the front, at the front entrance. And I say the same fucking story. And I'm like, bro, I just, I was like, I got 10 euros. If I had more, I'd pay you more. Oh, and then I told him, I was like, it's a. (laughs) It's a, the, the jacket my grandma gave me and she died earlier this month. Which, to be fair, it was a thrift shop jacket, so it might have been given to somebody by their grandma. Or it might have been a grandpa's. I I think I might have said it was my grandpa's. I forget what I said. I was pretty fucked up at this point. And I just wanted that jacket back. And it was going to work with the bouncer. He was down, and I think I was going to give him 10 euros, too. He's, ah, just wait a minute, just wait a minute. You know, wait till it dies down a little. Okay, no worries, no worries. But now, by this point, I was a certain time she comes walking down with the dude. And so I'm sitting there just waiting and she searches through her purse. I mean, she's fucked up at this point and finds a ticket, gets the jacket. I, I go up to her. I'm like, please just, just give me my jacket. I want nothing to do with you anymore. Just let me fucking leave. She gives me the jacket and she like goes to kiss me good night and I'm like 
are you fucking crazy? And I could tell the whole time because, you know, like, you know, this this whole time I'm, like, sort of, like, watching at times the interactions with her and this dude and, like, the friends of the dude. And, like, none of the friends of the dude wanted her to be, like, it was such a weird thing. But she, like, goes to, like, kiss me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you, cr- like, one, are you trying to get me killed right now? You know, what are you trying to do? I already knew I was a pawn, but, you know, I just take the jacket. I'm like, all right, bye. And fucking leave. And, oh, but I'm so mad be- in a way because I wanted to get the jacket. Like, I wanted to pay the bouncer to get both of our jackets. And I was going to be fucking petty after that. And I was literally going to take her jacket and I don't know if I was going to take it with me. I don't, drunk, I think drunk Joey was like pretty content on the first trash can I saw throwing her jacket away. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's for sure what I was thinking. I just didn't want to be that big of an asshole right off the bat and say it. So yeah, that, that night ended that way. And then this bitch at one point messaged me at like five thirty or six in the morning. I'm sure after she got fucked or whatever, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? And like, I've been passed out for three hours now at that point. And I next morning just deleted that block. Uh, caught that one out but it fucked with me a little bit i'll i'll admit that that fucked with my confidence for maybe i don't know maybe it still has fucked with it because for a minute man boy i thought i was the fucking bee's knees bruh and then to finish i was fucking nobody i was fucking what's the opposite of the bee's knees fucking bee's elbows Yeah, boy. Trying to think. What else? What else? What else? Had one other night in France. Chalon. 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 In France. And that was fun. Went to, like, I think it was an Irish bar. Again, if you're ever in doubt in a new city or a new place you 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 normally don't go, go to the Irish bar. That's just like a go-to easy one. And so I started there and it was also like kind of a club in a way. I mean, it had a dance floor in the back that I didn't realize. And met a couple people, you know, French people get the rap of being assholes. And to a degree, maybe they are, but in my experiences, French people have been driving through France. French people have been super nice and helpful. There's like one or two times at the ga- one time at the gas station where like they weren't accepting my card and I couldn't figure out like what the fuck was going on. The guy behind me gets out of his car and like helps me out. Um, you know, the dude who worked at the at the bar was super nice. Everybody that I came across with, so for the most part in France, was hella cool and friendly. 
And so the old, I don't know, Lloyd, the French are assholes. I, d- I couldn't really get on board with. But the thing, I think the reason they get that asshole reputation is because they're actually, I think, very similar to Americans. Like when I was in the bar in, in Chalon, it felt in certain ways like I was in the U.S. Because you could tell like everybody's like super kind of self-conscious in a way and like kind of like judging everybody else. And I don't ever get that feeling in Finland. Well, Finland people just get so fucked up that there's just no judgment to be had. But, you know, like there there's just like this feeling of like self-consciousness and comparison. And then on the other similarity with Americans is why they get considered to be assholes is more so because I think they're they get considered to be arrogant because a lot of French people only speak French. And so then if there's an issue or like someone is then speaking English, they are kind of embarrassed. And instead of like being friendly embarrassed, it's, they like just shut it off. Because one of the girls who worked at this bar like didn't speak English. And I could tell she like wanted to be nice, but her go-to thing was like to just be a bitch. I could tell, like, in French, she was super nice. And so I think that's, they get that, that rap from people outside of France a lot of the time because of that reasoning. But that's very similar to Americans. Because if, like, you know, it's, it's such a different thing. But if someone came into the U.S. and was speaking Spanish or French or whatever, you know, at the place, at a bar, at a random bar, there'd be some people that are like, what the fuck, bitch? You know, and like, have, be an asshole to them. Be like, no, English. English, motherfucker. You know, and there'd be some people that'd be super cool and some people that could speak Spanish or French and respond to them, but majority probably would be that way. And so, uh, fuck, I don't know where I'm going with all this. I, man, I, to the 12 of you that are still listening. <laughs> but overall, the French, okay, so the French night ends up meeting, I don't know. Like, I would just go outside, drink my beer, smoke a cigarette. I do it definitely enjoy smoking a cigarette while I'm drinking a beer nowadays like oh I, I like it a little bit too much and I had like two two girls hit on me come up to me say something and then I I guess I get to like the complete opposite I get to be like the cute foreign guy who doesn't speak French and then kind of tries and you know and um that you know again boosting the confidence a little bit but I end up, I don't know how it comes to be, start talking, maybe because one of the girls introduced me to, like, her guy friend or boyfriend, I'm not sure. You never know with French people. And so we're talking, and I think I explained I'm going to Portugal or something, and another guy overheard me. And he's like, oh, I'm Portuguese. And so then we start speaking Portuguese to each other, and this dude 
was 100% Portuguese, but had lived in France his whole life. So his English sucked. And so me and this dude became like homies for the night and only spoke Portuguese. And I think that's, uh, we ended up going to another club after that. And it was pretty, it was cool. And again, just like the ultimate craziness of like having to show a Vax pass to get in somewhere. And then when you're inside, you're just like a can of sardines. It's like, what, what are we doing? What? But that night was super fun. I got nothing bad to say about France in that regard. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll call it a day. I'm tired. Hey, got Black Friday sales for the website, www.livingforaliving.live. Almost fucked up my own website. Use code Black Friday, all caps, no space, for 15% off any order. And you know that shit comes with free shipping. So help your boy out. The gas tank needs to fill up. Alrighty. Until next time. Peace and much love. Holla.